0: Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Scott Pagliaccio. This segment I like to call ordinary to extraordinary. We are all ordinary human beings. None of us are special. We got to work our fucking asses off to get what we want in this world. And uh, our next guest is uh, is living proof that you can manifest your wildest dreams because he's actually. As we speak, living his dream literally. Uh, so, welcome to the podcast, Campbell. Campbell Lillard, man, what's up, brother? What's up, Scott? Great to be here. Yeah, man. Thanks for taking the time to come and hang with us. So, for the listener, man, just set a little context um, in case some of the some of the listeners don't know who you are. I mean, we've done a podcast before, so I'll uh, I'll include that past conversation in in the show notes to kind of let people kind of catch up a little bit um, that aren't familiar with you. Um, But give us a a one to two minute snapshot of where you are, who you are and what you're up to in the world.
1: Awesome. Cool. So I'm, I am currently coaching for a nonprofit called the Phoenix. The Phoenix creates sober active communities all across the country. We are a nonprofit and all of our programs are hundred percent free. Um, what that looks like, a lot of strength and conditioning. That's kind of my realm of expertise. We also do outdoor activities, yoga, uh, mountain biking, lots of rock climbing. Really the heart at what we do is we create community. Fitness changed my life, but I didn't know it at the time. It really wasn't about push-ups or burpees or the barbell. It was about that deeper community I had I had found in the gym and people that were willing to support me no matter what. And now that's what we create for other other people just opened a chapter in los angeles i just moved to los angeles it's been my dream to come out here for a while and um, work with or at a gym called deuce gym in venice beach best gym in the world awesome place awesome culture um a place where you you can really just pursue your best self and, and that's what i fell in love with about the idea of this gym
0: right on man well Let's let's go back a little bit. Uh, when did you first get involved with fitness? When did when the, when did this whole journey start for you, man?
1: I mean, it's been hard for me to sit still my entire life. Uh, <laughs> Same, but man. but I, I really this this dive I'm on right now started. Uh, I was serving a ten year sentence for aggravated robbery in, in the Texas state system, mm. and I got, I got locked up when I was 18 years old. I was maybe a buck 15 right that might be generous i was a heroin addict wow and i got some very real uh very immediate feedback that i wasn't very strong and i wasn't very capable to navigate my environment and i didn't like that
0: yeah.
1: uh, so it started with just like some shadow boxing it started with trying to get a little stronger some push-ups right didn't have a great idea of what i was doing just like a lot of us when we start on, on this fitness thing
0: yeah
1: and then i found that if i showed up every day and did the thing. If I did push ups, right, I did a few more squats. I got stronger and I like that. I got more capable. Mm. Uh, eventually I stopped losing every fight. I, I also like that. I appreciated that. Yeah. And so I kind of continued down that journey. And then I realized that I wasn't just weak physically, that I was weak mentally, emotionally, spiritually as well. And that led to other deep dives. I started to read a lot. Mm. Um, and I kind of became obsessed with this idea. Of getting stronger and I became uh, addicted maybe is not the best word right but I I became extremely enticed by this idea that I could change myself and I grew up without the idea that I could change myself I grew up with this notion that we're just set where we are in life that you know like what environment we're born into kind of determines what what we'll be or, or that maybe we're born with this innate talent and that determines it. either you know we have the talent to be an nba basketball player or we don't i didn't really understand the concept of hard work and that's something that fitness gave me that's why i love it so much
0: yeah man so the so this really started when you were in prison and you were having to defend yourself and and you got some feedback that you're getting your ass kicked and you know uh one you know maybe
1: let's say maybe a buck 15 18 year old white kid right yeah um i had to start throwing hands pretty immediately
0: yeah
1: and i didn't like to lose and <laughs> it, it's a, a wake-up call right it was yeah. you know literally a punch in the face like hey man something needs to change
0: right And, right. and
1: at, at first i didn't realize
0: just how deep that went well say more about that man i'm really curious what do you mean how deep that went
1: well, that piece I was talking about earlier, I wasn't just weak physically. I was also ah, weak mentally as well, right? Right. I mean, my physical weakness, my addiction was, I would say, a manifestation of, of something deeper inside of me, right? Yeah, for I didn't sure. have any self-control. I didn't have any discipline. Um, I wasn't comfortable with who I was as a person. mm and, uh, and, and that has to change. And I think that's still relevant to my coaching um, and not we're, I'm not talking about in a technical sense, I'm talking about emotional, being able to connect with people, being able to drive people to be their best self. I don't feel like I can do that well unless I really take a long, hard, deep look into myself and, and start to work on myself.
0: Yeah, man. And that, that kind of ties right into the, you know, why I started this podcast and having people like you on is, you know, the conscious man, we become more self-aware so I'm curious, like, when did, you know, in the, the deep emotional work, I think is so important, like, and the discipline and, you know, it's all tied together. So I'm curious, like, what, what uh, deep emotional work and spiritual work, you know, what, what started you there? Or what, you know, what book did you read? Or what can you share with the listener out there that may be in the same circumstances as you and looking to kind of f- find his way and, you know, we could, we could give them something here to to start like a di- a jumping off point?
1: Yeah, sure there, um, I mean, it's, I'm not outwardly a very spiritual person, right? Like I don't like, have, have bees or put on a robe or anything like that, but it started, I, I just didn't like myself, Yeah. right? I, I really like at a core level was highly dissatisfied with who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. But that experience in fitness, right? That thing with pushups showed me that I could change something about myself if I didn't like it. And at first I was just in a physical form. So I guess on some level, this wasn't conscious at the time, but I knew that if I could change something about myself physically, maybe I could change something myself, something about myself um, as a person as well. And, and that's kind of what I did. And uh, not a very big dogmatic person, not, you know, Yeah. That's just not, that's just not who I am. So I didn't set about on on any one path. Um, I just noticed about things about myself that I didn't like and started to to change them. And then there's certainly like some influential works in there. Um, My favorite book, one of my favorite books is by my mentor, Logan Gilbrick. It's called going right, a logical justification for pursuing your dreams. Mm. And that, that book for me very accurately kind of lays out the, the path that I took and he's got a, um, basically an idea that failure is guaranteed in
0: life. Pretty much. Right. I'm writing that down, man. I want to put that in the show notes. That, that feels really important, man.
1: Yeah. Check it out. Go, going right. man. uh, one of the best books ever written in my, in my opinion, and I'm a reader. I like to read
0: Yeah.
1: But that we, um, you know, we're here anyway, we might as well go for it. Yeah. Right? And yeah, if, yeah. if you don't realize your dreams, what's the worst that happens? You know, if, if your dream is to move to Hawaii and be a chef at some restaurant out there and you spend 10 years on that path, on that journey, you go to school for it. You just, absorb everything culinary right you really like really go for it you move to hawaii maybe you don't become a chef what's the worst thing that happened you're in you're fucking Hawaii, man <laughs> yeah you've got a really cool story to tell and that that's like a offhand bad example probably
0: no man i think uh, you're what you're saying it's about the journey man like it, it when you get to that point you don't have to wait until that point to be happy or to be satisfied it's it's enjoying every single moment along the way, like you're failing your way to success is kind of what I'm hearing you say, you know, in, in success, isn't like a fixed thing. Like, I bet you there's, if, if we look back in your historic past, that there's multiple times that, you know, you, you succeeded, but then there's multiple times where you failed as well. So they kind of go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And yeah, like you said, it's a great story. And, and you you put in the effort and you gave it your all. And like what really what I really admire about you is, you know, y- you have this mindset of letting nothing get in your way, man. And just when we met, I was just enamored by your, you know, your presence, the way you showed up, uh, your ability to work, uh, and just like take no fucking prisoners, man. You just went for it. And uh I appreciated like you putting me around the community that you were in and inviting me in, I felt very welcomed. I think that's super important, man. Like, uh, so there's a lot going on and just to witness you as a man, accomplishing your goals, not afraid to fail, not afraid to fall on his face because you know what the fuck you want and you, and you're going for it and and you're doing it. And that's, I just want to acknowledge you brother. That's uh, super inspiring. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. It's, it's a trip. And let's talk about that success thing a little bit. Yeah. Come on. You don't don't mind. I, I I really think that concept is interesting, right? Success. Right. Like, what is it? Like, how do we define it? Uh, And I think there's a lot of definitions, but I, I want to say should, I don't, I don't like that word. (laughs) Yeah. Don't shit all over yourself. Success. Success can be subjective, right? Like my idea of success is much different from, from many people's. I want to go to sleep every night knowing that I had an impact. I want to be financially secure ish. That's important. That that, that's a piece to it. I want to be happy with the person I'm with. I want to be in a positive community that supports me. I want to feel like I'm growing. Mm. And if I, if I have those things, I feel like I'm successful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes, that lands for me too. Like it makes, it makes a lot of sense. So you're constantly working, you're constantly growing. You have goals that you're working towards, you know, uh, whether it be financial, you know, uh, relational, your community, super important to you. So I feel like, you know, what you just said, yeah, you're, you're, you're a success and you, you'll, you know, in, in this moment right now, you're successful.
1: Yeah. I I feel that with every, every ounce of my being, man. And, and the coolest part is I know like, this is just like the base of the mountain.
0: Yeah. You're just getting started, aren't you? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's very cool. I mean, that's, I think that's great for the listener to hear too, that, you know, it's, it's not a fixed point in time, like just continue to work, continue to, you know, you've grown into like looking back in hindsight, the man you were when you went into prison and the man that you are now, is there any remnants of that guy?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, one, I wasn't really a man. I mean, I was 18 years old, but I uh, certainly thought I was a grown ass man and that anybody couldn't tell me anything. Right. But um, there's for sure aspects of my character that have that carried across. Cool. Talking about I couldn't sit still, that's always been a thing for me. I didn't ever think my life would look like this. It's uh, certainly wild, man.
0: Yeah, say more about that, man. I know you have a, a, a beautiful partner and you're super happy with, with your relationship. You're living in a new city. You're working at a, you know, the greatest gym on the planet. Um, yeah, I mean, life is good. Life is super good, man. And so, say a little bit more about the the gym you're working at, like. Uh, so I'm, uh,
1: yeah, I, I would love to. So I'm actually not working there yet. It's a gym called Deuce Gym. Okay. Venice Beach, California. They have a long coaches development program a long onboarding process. Hmm. Uh, maybe is a good way to describe it. And that onboarding process can last any, anywhere between four and eighteen months. Okay. And it's a, uh, a deep dive into extremely skilled coaching. It's almost like an internship. Wow. And uh, a spot at the end is not guaranteed. So there's lots, of, there's lots of hard work. There's lots of aspects of trust and willingness. You kind of have to give yourself completely to the thing, really make yourself vulnerable, be subject to a lot of feedback.
0: Yeah, that's pretty happy.
1: It's a really cool process. It's a little bit unnerving, but it's. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be a part of it for a long time, and it's, it's a cool thing to do.
0: Well, the gym you came from, there was a the, the process of, you know, maybe share with with us a little bit more about, you know, your backstory where you came from there, like getting out of, you you got certified while you were in prison as a, C, a level one coach, or that was when you got out.
1: No, but there there is a little bit of of a story there. So cool. I started um, cross-fitting, or I, I started trying to emulate the methodology that is CrossFit. Right. Uh, not well. <laughs> I, I know a little bit more now than, than I knew then, but with a friend I had in there. Uh, and this friend, I had a 10-year sentence. This friend had a, a four-year sentence stacked on top of a, a seven-year sentence. Ended up doing about 10 years on it. Got out. When he got out, I was in level three seg on Robertson unit, which if Anybody's familiar with? I'm sorry, it's a horrible place to be in West Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a really shitty environment, and I, I was not doing well at the time. I was really struggling. Just it, it was a super tough environment. And my friend sent me the Level One guide because I told him, you know, I don't, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I don't want to be miserable, man. And I can't work in a fucking warehouse or a garage. And I didn't get sober to be miserable. Right, I didn't do almost. I wasn't gonna do ten years in prison just so I could get out, and and hate life. But I didn't want to run the streets. I thought I didn't want to didn't want to run the streets. But I love to train, and I thought, well, maybe I can just spend all day in a fucking gym, and that'll make me happy. That's you know, it's it started with extremely uh, self-serving purposes in mind. You know, with with like from that selfish place.
0: Yeah.
1: And he sent me the level one uh, training manual and he sent me a book by Kelly Starrett, which if you're in the fitness world, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Becoming a supple Leopard. Yep. And I yeah. devoured those fucking books, man. Yeah. I devoured them. And I got out and I was fired up to, to not go back to that place that I was. Um, I didn't really see like a huge amount of hope, but... I took a chance and just decided, hey, I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to try really hard. And knocked on a couple of gym doors. Ended up knocking on a door, uh, the door of a gym in the Love Field area of Dallas called CrossFit Odyssey, run by an old Italian cat named John Mariotti. Yep. Uh, I did a, a little evaluation there, and he was curious. You know, I showed up, I'll tat it up, and he was like, hey, what's, you know, what's the deal? And I told him I just did 10 years in prison, you know, the heroin addict, et cetera, et cetera, right? He was like, oh, okay, that's, uh, you know, he started kind of, like, looking at me like I was going to jump him or something. <laughs> and uh, asked me what, what I wanted to do now, and I told him this. Uh, and, and he gave me this crazy-ass look, <laughs> right, of just, like, utter shock and, and disbelief. Like, what did this kid just say? Yeah. But he gave me a chance. He let me clean toilets and take apart equipment and clean it and let me have a membership there at the gym and mentored me and helped me get my certification. Really, it gave me a home, a home that i had never had.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so then from there, you worked there for – or you were in that location for how long? Is that when you got affiliated with uh, Phoenix?
1: Uh, close to two years, yeah. I, I got a job with Phoenix – in May of 2019, I was released from prison in May of 2018. So so right after a year out, I got a job with, with the Phoenix. I had heard about them at an adaptive athlete seminar put on by Kevin Ogar. Killer, killer course, if, if anybody's in that world, definitely recommend it. But I sat next to a cat who had applied for a job with the Phoenix but been turned down because he didn't have a personal connection to recovery. Mm. And most of our program staff, most of our forward facing staff have a strong personal connection to recovery and that means that you know the vast majority of us are in recovery. We have lived experience yep. in that thing that, that we're trying to change
0: and it could be any drugs, alcohol, sex, porn whatever
1: yeah it it's i mean we're primarily drug and alcohol, but the only requirement to go to any of our events is 48 hours sober Mm -hmm. that could look like i think you were at a workout with a guy that he was an immigrant and had a tough time finding community here and just said man i'm in recovery from life you know yeah i want people around me who are going to support me and that's awesome and we have a place for that
0: that's beautiful man yeah like that that's great because i imagine some people you know might look at him and turn him away but yeah we're all recovering from life honestly man i mean if anybody's telling the fucking truth we are all you know definitely getting kicked in the ass and it's not it's not that easy man without community i i yeah i don't think that i could do it alone i mean i know i couldn't man like there's I, i'm not doing anything by myself like i've got so much support like i started doing yoga started doing crossfit again found an affiliate here and Thanks. just super grateful, man. Super grateful for the, for the support. And then hanging out with you guys there was, was pretty incredible, man. Like I, I just love that human connection. It's such a important part of like life, you know, people who are going to hold you up and support you and, you know, not, not tear you down. You know, I imagine that's pretty different from the environment you were in. Oh yeah. I, you know? I didn't, um, I almost didn't trust it at first, right?
1: Um, I didn't trust it at first. I kind of wondered why, you know, these people that looked so differently for me, that were brought up so differently for me, were, were being nice to me. It was, it was a weird thing at first. And that's another thing I love about, about the fitness spaces. we all sweat, mm. right? It doesn't matter. Investment banker, convict, single mom, soccer mom, whatever. Yeah, right. Man. we all get in there and we all try to be our best selves for that, that hour. And we can all look at each other and respect that.
0: Yeah, man. It's a vulnerable place to be, man. The other day I was doing some power cleans with this dude, like looking him in the eye, he's facing me and I'm facing him. And we're, our faces are fucking red and we're sweating and, you know, people are grunting and groaning. I mean, it really is a super vulnerable place, man, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. You're, you you got to sweat. We all sweat the same, and you know we're all giving it our all, man. And it, it's it's important, man. I I really feel like it is, and and it's cool. So you, I guess it, it must have been a little bit more challenging because that you know I know the neighborhood that that uh, uh, gym is, and it's one of the most affluent neighborhoods in Dallas, Texas, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, they they looked at me a little crazy for for sure, right? um, but awesome community of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, And and they helped me see that not everybody has to have the same ideas as I do. Not everybody has to look like me. Not everybody has to talk to me, but we can all respect each other on a human level. Yeah, I think that's a super
0: important point,
1: man, for sure. We can all all come together and, and try to be our best selves. And that that's what I really love about the
0: community. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of understanding there. And I think that that, that's a missing piece in the world right now. Like we have these subcultures that, you know, like what you're talking about, where there's a lot of understanding and acceptance and, you know, people are listening to one another. They're not really judging. You know, you you can have tattoos on your neck and and you could be standing next to a guy who makes a million dollars in an investment banker, but he's doing the same, you know, he's in there struggling or pushing just the same as anybody else, man. Yeah, that bar weighs the same for all of us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Heavy back squat is a heavy back squat for whoever, man. It doesn't matter. I love it, man. I love it. So I'm curious, like, uh, is there anything that's super alive for you right now that you'd like to share with the listener and just let them know, you know, uh, maybe somebody who's out there struggling that hasn't heard of Phoenix, you know, how, how can they get involved? Yeah, so thank you for for setting that up so much, Scott. Um,
1: So accessible to anybody anywhere on the planet, we have virtual programs, and those can be accessed at www.thephoenix.org. Okay. We have about – I'm probably going to butcher this. We have about eight classes a day on there, and they range from hip to Pilates to yoga to community fitness, which is like a CrossFit-style thing. We do a book club on there, um, looking at doing a book club in November that I'm, that I'm super excited about. I, Is that we, something we, that you're launching that? Correct. Well, we did um, – we've done a couple of books. We did Tommy Rosin's book, Recovery 2.0, which was mm-hmm. an awesome experience. He came on, on and talked to us. We did The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and we're looking at doing Going Right right now. I hope that – hasn't been finalized, but I, I really hope that goes through. That will be a cool thing.
0: Yeah, that's the one that you were talking about earlier. You said it was a mentor of yours. And this is a, a guy who's currently like in your life or
1: Yeah, he, he owns Deuce Gym and several other gyms in the LA area.
0: Okay. What was his name again? Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert. Yeah, man. I gotta make sure that gets in the uh, in the show notes. Awesome. And then I'll put the other stuff with uh, the Phoenix uh the website or the web address and everything like that and uh include all we
1: have uh i want to point out we have on-demand workouts as well so even if, if those times don't work for somebody if somebody's in anchorage alaska and they can't make a workout that that fits their schedule they can go to on demand and work out with us that way and, and get um at, at least dip a toe in the water
0: so no matter where anybody is in the world they can get online Get a workout in, and there's also a community of people to support them if they're struggling in getting sober.
1: Correct, one hundred percent free, no dues. Just got to show up, have forty-eight hours sober. Treat everybody with respect.
0: Right on. Are, are there are there any like any rules or any? Uh, I remember the last time we hung out. I know there were some. I don't bylaws maybe, or something like that, or, I mean... But bylaws is maybe a little aggressive. We say okay. community standards. There you go.
1: Okay, um, This is what, how we ensure Phoenix culture is going to be as strong as possible. And those are things like we're a safe and supportive environment. Those are things like treat everybody with respect. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty low barrier to entry. It's nothing that, that's going to be hard for anybody, other than the 48 hours surprising mean, if, if you have that we definitely want you to be a part of this yeah that's awesome man
0: and i'm curious how everything's going i know you're you're uh you're partnered and uh you know i know she's hanging out there man if she wants to come on and say hi i'm more than welcome to say um, what's it up like, it looks like she's waving away in the kitchen right now hey, okay cool what's up jazz
1: hey how's it going
0: pretty good man i'm just curious wanted to bring you on and just Say hello to everybody and ask how everything's going for you.
1: It's going good. I'm adjusting to to California. Yeah. It's actually looking like it was it was a pretty good move on cool.
0: our part. Yeah, you got a great guy there. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a great girl too. You guys are both sure pretty does. fucking. It's not luck either. Like I, I don't think it has anything to do with luck. I think it's like you 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 earned each other you know like I don't think deserve is, a, is an accurate term I think people earn the relationships that they have with one another like you got to put in the work you got to grow you got to develop so it's awesome yeah, that's accurate
1: yeah
0: yeah glad to see you guys happy and doing your thing and hanging out in Cali how's, you, every- how's everything for you in the fitness world
1: uh you know um so I didn't expect to be throwing the deuce so quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got here and I just thought it was going to, you know, be his thing. And I was going to show up and hang out around the gym every once in a while. But he enrolled me in Strength 101, which is their, it's like an introduction to powerlifting program. Right on. And I was super intimidated. I mean, because like just going to this gym for the first time, like seeing all the people there, like, like there's a real deal. Like it's not like Is this you know, some
0: badass badass athletes yeah, like yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's one of those. So I, I was really intimidated. I, I didn't even want to go, but uh no, I ended up being really cool. Like it's going good, like it's it's not as scary as I thought it was gonna be.
0: Yeah. So run uh, run towards that shit. She's kicking ass, man. Right on.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Dude, what else you want to share? What do you guys want to share about what else is alive for you guys or, you know, what's happening? about
1: uh, um, what you're working on? Yeah, so, I mean, Phoenix, LA is just getting off the ground, and it's really exciting to be get to be part of a new Phoenix chapter again. We're kind of in the grassroots phase, mm-hmm. letting people know about us. We're out in parks working out. We've got a workout coming up next month at Deuce every Friday night, which I'm, I could not be more excited about. Uh, and we're also working on – a potential partnership with Homeboy Industries. Um, we went there Tuesday and worked out with some of their guys. There uh, could not be anything closer to my heart. I, I love working in the space that I work in. Yeah. But obviously, uh, the criminal justice space speaks very deeply to my experience.
0: Yeah. Man,
1: into my heart. And I would really love an opportunity to work with those guys on on a large level.
0: Yeah. I, you, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, man.
1: I just – I. I identify this problem and I'm not the only one that's identified it, but most people who are currently incarcerated that have zero hope, right? The things they have for you in there, the trades they have, the quote unquote work development, it's almost just there to check a box, right? The resources that are available for you when you get out are almost just there to check a box. You go to a state sponsored halfway house and people are, are shooting shooting dope right there in the main room, mm. right? What are, we, what are we setting these cats up for, right? What are we setting yes. this society up for? Yeah. And the people in these prisons, they don't even understand that they can legitimately do what they love. They can find their passion and they can chase it and they can be successful. And I'm not the only example of this. There's a coach in, in Southern LA, Tony Dam, that's been extremely successful, did eight years in the feds. Wow. There's a coach in New Mexico, Lorenzo, that owns Undisputed Fitness, did five years in the feds, insanely, insanely driven cat, man, and just made shit happen for himself. Yeah. But none of us had any idea that that we could do that. So I, I think people need to know. And then I also think that they need to be paired with a mentor who's been through what they've been through.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? John Mariotti was an excellent mentor for me. But there was things that I couldn't relate to him on.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't know how to ask him, hey, man, I don't even know how to fucking walk in a store.
0: Yeah. Or, hey,
1: man, like, I haven't fucking talked to a chick in 10 years, right? Yeah. Like, I haven't driven a car in 10 years. There was, there was a lot of challenge, right? And, and it feels weird to bring that shit up.
0: Yeah. So
1: the only people I could go to for that were in the streets. And I almost got drugged back into the streets because I just didn't feel like I could identify with anybody, any any sort of positive mentor. And I, I want that for cats getting out. And then I also want them to be plugged into a positive community like the Phoenix. That
0: makes so much sense. And I'm glad you mentioned homeboy industries, because when I read that book uh, tattoos on the heart, it changed my life, man. Like I was, I, I, I wanted to be like father Greg Boyle. Like I, I, I did a lot of homeless work in the, in the streets, man, with my kids when they were, Babies, man, and we used to go out, and we were hanging out in you know next to dumpsters and guys that were passed out sleeping in their own you know own vomit or whatever. But there, I I loved being in that community because there you know there is so much hope there. there is they the, they had such a willingness to want to change, man, and and just to be able to like you're saying, talk to somebody or have a mentor or somebody who could relate. I I couldn't relate on on a level like I didn't do a lot of time. You know I spent. Like one night in jail, man, I did, that was it. I went through some shit, you know, and, but I I hear what you're saying. So maybe say a little bit more about homeboy industries and, and what you're up to there. Like what that is, like, I don't think the listener, some of the listeners might not know what homeboy industries is. And are you also talking about you mentoring these men in prison? Like you being that guy for them? And that's, that's
1: the idea Right. I've identified a group of mentors that have all been inside ourselves, and, and, and we're on board with this thing. And we're at the very in the very nascent stages of it. Right. Like we're yeah. just barely trying to get it off the ground. Um, but it is a thing that I want to make happen.
0: Yeah. That's and awesome. uh, it is
1: a thing that that I'm I'm working on right now. A, a good friend recently challenged me. And I've kind of got an idea drafted up. I've got a proposal. I've got you know, started to start to put some stuff together. Yeah. He challenged me. Uh how can you make this happen today? What's, what does this look like if you start tomorrow? So I've, I've started that process, and I'm looking for somebody to mentor that I can kind of take, take through this. And my expertise is in the fitness industry, so that, like, that will be um, where I work out of, but it doesn't have to be limited to that. I'd love to find people that I want to mentor uh, people coming out of prison and, and help them get a job in other fields. You know, maybe people want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, Maybe they want to be a chef. Right, Maybe they don't want to be the best mechanic in the world. Maybe they don't want to be the best tattoo artist in the world. Like I, I don't know what it is, but people are full of drive and, and passion. If they just like look inside themselves and identify what their drive and their passion is, there's there's no limit to it.
0: Yeah, and like and like you said too, man, getting plugged into a community that's going to support them, that's gonna that's gonna hold them up, that's gonna, you know, like you said, I you didn't know where to go, or you didn't know who to talk to, or you didn't have anybody to talk to about you know talking to a woman or hadn't been in a store in 10 years, just how to navigate the outside world and having someone who can, who is relatable, you know, like John was there, but he couldn't relate to what you had gone through. So you felt maybe a little bit uncomfortable having that conversation with him. And it would be easier to have a conversation with somebody who had gone through what you had gone through. And you, and they, and they had already navigated that coming out. A little bit more relatable is is what I'm guessing. So you want to provide that same sort of mentorship with these men, and I'm guessing women too, that are coming out that need someone who can they can relate to, and that's a positive force in their lives.
1: Yeah, and then just I mean, like the mentality, man, is so fucked up, right? Like the way we're conditioned to believe, the way we're conditioned to behave. Yeah. Um, another mentor of mine told me one time and shit fucking like struck home he was like man in this ceiling i mean in this industry there is no ceiling right hey. Right? so many of us think of the ceiling and, and it's not people who have just been in prison no it's cool man sorry about that it's not people who have just been in prison like we we Put ourselves in these boxes, man. You're right. We trap ourselves this, in these realities. We don't understand that there really is no ceiling. Is it going to be easy? No. No, it's going to be hard as fuck. But like, but that's what makes it worth it.
0: Yeah, man. I'm I'm dealing with that right now, man. Like, I I'm realizing that human beings, like, if you were born an earthworm, you're going to be born an earthworm, and you're going to die an earthworm, and you're that's it. That's your potential. But a human being, there is no ceiling. We can become whatever we want to become, and that's really powerful to know and scary. And you do need I know that I needed mentors like to learn about relationships, to learn about conflict, to learn about emotional intelligence, man. Like, I think that's a really important thing. Uh, Having some understanding of what's going on inside of you, man. Like a lot of the shit that I, you know, I'm guessing that people deal with is some deep childhood trauma, you know, like in, for me, it still plays out as an adult. Like I still behave in ways that are childish. So helping people navigate that is, is super important, man. And uh, there's, yeah, it, it, it we are limitless, man. The possibilities are limitless, man. We really are, and I, I'm glad to see that all of our all of our systems are breaking down, and you know we're not we're not having it anymore, man. And and people like you are helping and being a part of, you know, the change by you changing yourself first, man. Cause it, it's not, it's not a hard thing to do to change the world, man. You start with the dude in the mirror, like each and every one of us, man. And then, you know, then the next person, then we help the next person. It's, it's just about, I, I think paying, taking care of my shit on the inside and then helping someone else, man, paying it forward. It sounds like that's what you're up to, man.
1: Yeah. And what's the worst that can happen if we try, Right. <laughs> you yeah. try to change ourselves if, we, if, if we're wrong if we're sitting here having this conversation and we're dead ass fucking wrong if if nobody can do better for themselves ever right like, yeah. let's just go off of that for a second and we try what's the worst thing that happens
0: yeah and and it, it, i mean you you come out you've made a huge transformation in your life so it's working man like whatever you're doing is the recipe for success because you're not back in prison. You're not on dope, you know, neither am I. So we're obviously doing something right. I think a lot of it has to do with us, me, maybe um, putting myself up against someone else in thinking I should, you know, we should on ourselves sometimes. I should be where this person is, you know, like uh, Joe Rogan, you know, I shouldn't be, man. He started the same way I did, you know, all of your mentors started the same fucking way you did, you know, they got a mentor and they, they worked their way up and they fought and they scratched and they, 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 you know, they went, they went about it. I feel like in the same way that we are.
1: And I, I you know, I, I have no idea if, if this is true or not, but I would hazard a guess that Joe Rogan had no fucking idea, right? He was just doing what he loves.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And if it didn't work out th- that way, he still would have had a hell of a lot of fun. You
0: know, you know what? That's and a great a point, dude. Yeah. And, like, this is so fun to me, man. And I, I, I get excited. Like, I, sometimes I think I'm scared. And I realize that the mechanism for fear and excitement are the same. One is, like, uh one is based in the past or the future or something like, like fear, but excitement is like being in the present moment, man. I get to hang out with you and have a conversation about shit we love and who the fuck cares <laughs> if anybody listens to it or whatever. I mean, this is the process of doing this and connecting with you is what lights me up, man. Like in, you know, talking to jazz and, you know, having fun. And it's like, I, I feel like it's a imagining we're in the present moment we're we're imagining what the possibilities could be and then we're also taking some bold fucking action around making a difference man not only for ourselves but for other people man and uh i i don't think there i think that's a win win man i don't think you fucking lose there
1: um i would challenge that if that was the focus if we were sitting down doing this thing to get a hundred thousand people to listen to it, which I, I could be wrong about, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think that would spoil the experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I have now no ex-
1: talking, connecting right. That's
0: that's a cool thing. Yeah, man. I don't have any expectations of anything, man, and I can never be let down. You know, if I expect someone to behave a certain way or I expect this to be, it, it it's just a setup for disappointment. So. It's, I, I, there's this great line that I like in this, one of my favorite books, man. And it's a, it's a Hindu, uh, ancient, like spiritual text. And it says, you are not entitled to the fruits of your actions, only your actions fruits. And I just dig that, man. Like the currency, the payment that I get for this is having this conversation with you. Period. That's the payment. The act of reaching out to you, like the whole process. Hey Campbell, I want to have a conversation. Let's talk. Let's let's highlight your life and what you're up to and have just shoot the shit. Feels good to me, man. Like wait, wh- I win. <laughs> you know, I feel like uh what what's what's going on? Like you can't lose man.
1: Not a, not a bad way to spend
0: a Wednesday evening. No, not at all. What are you having for dinner, by the way? I'm curious, man. What's your post work? Is it a post workout meal?
1: It is not. I just shadowed a class. Uh, it's a post active, active day meal though. Okay. Salmon that Jazz made and sweet potatoes that she made as well.
0: Very nice, man. Sounds delicious. So I'm just noticing the time and we're kind of winding down. Um, one of the questions I like to ask everybody, uh, and in closing is, you know, what is it what does it mean to you to be a conscious man? Because you're a man, you know, and I'm curious, like what's your definition or what is that what does that feel like for you? Or yeah, just I'd like you to give your take on that, man.
1: That's uh that's a really good question. I think it has to do with self awareness and in not just an ability, but a willingness to be vulnerable, a willingness to fail, almost to seek that out. Because mm-hmm. we grow from failure. If everything was easy, you know, what would that look like? Um, so be, to be conscious, you have to know your weaknesses. You have to know your strengths as well, but everybody knows your strengths, yeah. right? It's pretty obvious what we're good at. There's a lot of feedback surrounding the things we're good
0: at. Yeah, man. If if you stay in your comfort zone, you don't grow. So you, I hear, like, it's kind of like your weaknesses are your strengths. Right on, they can
1: be, man. yeah. For sure. I mean, I was the most deconditioned motherfucker you could possibly imagine when I started this thing. Now.
0: You were the what? I didn't.
1: Sorry, sorry. My, my phone's going off. That's cool, man. No worries. I was the most deconditioned, so out of shape. mm Right, scrawny, whatever word you want to use to describe that, right you could really imagine when I started this thing. And it, it, it's like I, like nobody would recognize. Me.
0: So you said so when so push-ups were your weakness, and you did you started there, and it became your
1: yeah, yeah, yeah right
0: yeah
1: right correct. Public speaking is a weakness of mine. Yeah, my mentor about a year and a half ago pushed me to go to Toastmasters. Now I run an in-house
0: public speaking development group is that something you do virtually or is that something that uh, i do it for phoenix virtually yes okay cool man
1: it it like blows my fucking mind man because i hate speaking right especially on especially on a camera that is not a thing that i enjoy but i realized that as a coach the one of the things i have to do is communicate yeah and i realized. A weakness in that—that that I wasn't communicating well, mm. that like the real meat of my message wasn't getting across. So I, I identified a problem and I said I need to get better at this thing. And Toastmasters helped with that, public speaking helped with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I—I mean, like you come across really articulate in your message and the way you speak, man. I, I'm really appreciating that. Like, it's cool that you're leaning into to your growing edge. uh and I'd like to definitely put a link on on that because I know that's a lot of people's fear is, you know, public speaking. Isn't that like one of the biggest, you know, fears for people?
1: That uh, apparently that's what they say definitely <laughs> is a fear for me.
0: And so you, you've busted through. And now you're running. We're working on we're working at it, honey. Yeah. We're
1: working
0: at it. We're not there yet. <laughs> right on, man. Awesome. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say in closing, man? Anything you'd like to? Sh- well, do us a favor, man. Why don't you um, let us know where we can get a hold of you? I'll also put it in the show notes. But I'd like for you to mention, you know, websites, um, Instagram, whatever you got going on. Just shout it out, and then I'll also post it in the show notes as well. Yeah, sure. So, most importantly,
1: you can get in touch with the Phoenix with our virtual, on demand, or in person programs at www.thephoenix.org. That, that'll direct you to all things Phoenix, all programs. Um, you can get a hold of me if you're struggling, if you're looking to get into recovery, if you're in recovery and don't know where to find a positive community, or maybe if you just want to come catch a workout at C Lillard, C L I L L A at R D the phoenix.org, the t-h-e phoenix p-h-o-e-n-i-x.org and then I, I have an instagram that's campbell.lillard that where I, I put like all the the boring regular stuff on
0: No, oh, that's cool man well we want people to see what you're up to in the world man we'll check you out there for sure and uh is there anything else before we uh wrap it up here
1: that's it scott thank you so much for having me on man
0: man thanks for thanks for having me man thanks for everything that you're doing for everyone in recovery out there and and you know most importantly i think for yourself man you're uh growing developing and it's what the world needs man you know just someone who's willing to do the hard work and uh thanks for being the change brother dude thank you yeah you're welcome all right everybody man thanks for joining us here at the conscious man we appreciate you For myself and Campbell signing off, I just want to say peace.